0: showed 19 new cases in Carmarthenshire, 5 in Pembrokeshire and 1 in Ceredigion. In Wales 461 new cases have been confirmed and 45 new suspected Covid-19 deaths have also been reported by Public Health Wales. The total number of cases in Wales is now 196,060 with 4,989 deaths. The total number of cases across the three counties is now 10,046. In Carmarthenshire three thousand. 129 in Pembrokeshire and 1,662 in Ceredigion. Across Wales, 589,622 people have received a first dose of COVID-19 vaccine and 2,606 with the second dose. Dr Ellery Davies, Incident Director for the COVID-19 outbreak response, said, although the data currently shows that on an all Wales level the numbers of cases are reducing and that the incidence is now below 130 cases." per 100,000 of the population, the rates in some areas, particularly in North Wales, are still at more than double that. The pressure on our hospitals is still severe, so it is extremely important that everyone sticks to the rules and stays at home as much as possible. We continue to work to identify and investigate cases of variant coronavirus in Wales. To date, 13 cases of the South African variant have been identified in Wales. Multi-agency investigations continue into separate cases that do not have clear links to international travel there are no cases of the variants associated with Brazil the hewaldar apprenticeship academy is again opening its doors to anyone looking to join the nhs the academy's new program which has just launched is designed to provide opportunities for the local population in Keridigian, pembrokeshire and Carmarthenshire to those who want to work in healthcare but may not have the appropriate qualifications or be in a position to gain qualifications. Lisa Gosling, the Director of Workforce and Organisational Development at Dar said we're very excited to announce that our apprentice programme has returned. It's an amazing opportunity for people wanting to work in the NHS and to develop their career. Following the success of our 2019 programme, we have expanded it this year to include non-clinical roles such as patient experience, digital services, corporate governance, with several more being developed. As a health board apprentice, you will receive structured work-based learning, enabling you to learn while you earn and gain nationally recognised qualifications. Apprenticeships can take between one and four years to complete and are available to anyone from the age of 16. As well as being in the workplace, you will attend a college or a training centre to work on your qualifications. If you think this opportunity is for you, you can go online to hduhb.nhs.wales for more information. I'm Charlie James and you're up to date on Pure West Radio.
1: Pure West Radio Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Why do I feel like this? Comfort.
2: I'm Ben Stone and it's Pure West Sport with G&G Builders, a Pembrokeshire-based company who've been in business for 30 years. Find out more at pembrokeshirebuilders.co.uk. A really busy Monday show coming up once again. Fraser Watson, Bill Kahn and Gordon Thomas will be with me. We'll be live on the Facebook page between 8 and 9. In the first hour, we're going back through the archives with Bill Khan. We're also going to be reflecting on a win for Swan City that just confirms they are very much in the race for Premier League promotion and they take on Manchester City this week in the FA Cup. We're going to get Six Nations headlines with Gordon Thomas in just a few moments and we're talking cricket stats all in the first hour of the show. Let's get going, shall we? It's Monday evening. Welcome to Pure West Sport. (music) Well, a very good evening and welcome to Pure West Sports on a Monday evening with G&G Builders. And let's start by getting some reaction to the first weekend of Six Nations matches. We've got lots more to come on this after eight o'clock. But Gordon Thomas has joined me just to go through some of the headlines from the weekend. Evening, Gordon. How are you? I'm very good, Ben. Very good indeed. I enjoyed the weekend. Some really good rugby. Well, we set it up on the the Saturday morning Pure West Sports Show. It was an exciting weekend. We should start with a a win for Wales. They turned round a, a half-time deficit to win 21-16 against Ireland. And I think given the autumn form, Gordon, uh, Pivak will just be delighted to get a win on the opening weekend.
3: You hit the nail on the head there, Ben. Any win would do. And that's exactly what Wales did. They won out ugly, Ben. 13 6 down at half time. And also, Ireland down to 14 men when uh, Peter Romani was sent off for a deliberate collision to Thomas Francis's head. So. You would have thought that would have put the Irish under pressure, but it seemed to spur them on, and they led 13-6 at half-time, with Tag Burney scoring a try, the ex scarlets uh, lock, mm. and uh, they were in the driving seat, to be honest with you, but Things changed in the second half and uh, Wales featured a lot better. And it was great to see George North cross him for uh, a try in his 99th appearance for Wales. And also young Rhys uh, Zamet, he, he took his try very well. Uh, the, you know, he, he was only had about 10 metres to go, but he was very quick and he finished that very well. And that put, um, yeah, that put Wales in the driving seat to win 21-16. It was a bit of a drum, Dramatic finish when uh, the <laughs> Irish fly off, kick for touch, and he kicked it out, uh, which you know, was very unlucky for Ireland, but it was very lucky for Pivik and possibly his job as we spoke about it before. So he was imp- under pressure So and they've important. got
2: to win. Yeah, yeah you're right. And, and we'll talk more about this after eight o'clock because there, there were some positives to Wales, but the big one was getting that win. Uh, what about England, Scotland, Gordon? We, we spoke about this on Saturday morning and we said England should win at Twickenham. I mean, I thought England would win the championship and they still might, but we, we also yeah. said Scotland are an improving side and are a tricky yeah. side to play against, and so that was proven on Saturday evening.
3: In- incredible game, Ben. I've never ever seen an international team, and that's including the likes of New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, go into Twickenham and dominate in an English pack. I've never ever seen that. Scotland were terrific um, I mean Stuart Hogg he played outstanding at full back and I have to say um, uh, Russell Finn as well at fly half he was a breath of fresh air as well a lot uh, you know he, he did some clever little kicks behind the uh, England um, defence and England just never seemed to have the rubber of the green and they just couldn't get out of that mode of any urgency at all with Scotland we're quite quite literally, Scotland the Brave. They were magnificent. Mm. And, and they thoroughly deserved their win. 11, um, I think it was, yeah, eleven six 6 they won, Ben. Mm. And they won the Calcutta Cup. And that was the first time they won at Twickenham since 1983. Mm. Mm. And it Phenomenal. was the 150th game between the two countries as well. So great, great day for Scotland. But Wales have to go to Murrayfield next, mate. So will yeah. be an interesting
2: game yeah and we'll look ahead to that actually a bit later on on pure West sport and just finally we should have a mention I know Italy were, were really well beaten by a very classy France side but we should have a mention for the one Pembrokeshire representative in oh, yeah. the Six Nations young Stephen Varney 19 years old uh, turning out for, for Italy he's just going to benefit from the experience you feel and, and he'll come good in the years to come as Italy look to improve but France God. are looking good Gordon
3: uh, definitely. I mean, Italy are a very young side. I think the average age of the side is 24 and our very own Stephen Varney playing at nine, he's only 19, but he played the full 80 minutes and he had a tremendous game. Um, he, he shipped the ball out well when he was allowed to. And there was one little moment where he threw two dummies and one of them included the man in the mask, Dupont. He dummied him and put the winger in for the try, but unfortunately it was a forward pass. Mm. Um, Ant- Anton Dupont is an exceptional player. He, he was involved in three of the tries and he scored one himself. And he was player of the tournament in the last uh, championship. Great. Magnificent. Player. France look really, really strong. Forwards are uh, quick, strong. They're, they're always on the front foot. And um, I expect them to be there or thereabouts for the championship.
2: Mm. Um
3: But... Anything can happen on any given day as we found out this weekend.
2: <laughs> yeah, we had a reminder there, didn't we? Uh, lots more yeah. to come on the Six Nations after eight. We'll be live on the Facebook page and you can get involved as well using the hashtag Pure West Sport. Gordon, thank you very much for now. We'll see you again after eight and we'll carry the Six Nations chat on with Bill and Fraser as we kick off Monday evening. For wicked trims, call Freestyle Barbers Portfield Haverford West on zero seven eight two seven four four five five eight nine. 445589
7: Last year, Patch gave toys to over 950 children. Listen every Wednesday at 5:40 to the Patch Update to find out the latest news with our chosen charity of the year here on Pure West Radio.
8: At Folly Farm, you're guaranteed a fund
4: you can listen to Pure
5: West Radio anywhere. In the kitchen, in the bath, in the garden,
8: on the sofa. Go for it. Evening.
2: Genesis and Invisible Touch on Pure West Radio, it's Monday evening. I'm Ben Stone, this is Pure West Sport, and on Friday, Swansea City beat Norwich 2-0 at the Liberty Stadium to cement third place in the Championship. Fraser Watson is with me, and he was actually there reporting on the game on Friday. And for Swansea Fraser, it's continuing a fantastic run of recent form. 10 games
9: unbeaten now for Swansea, but this seemed the result which really cemented them as automatic promotion contenders, didn't it? You know, Norwich arrived, top of the league, five points ahead of Swansea. There had been a chink of light with that game in hand as well, but it was just a really solid professional performance against what is a very good Championship outfit. A yeah. um, couple of moments can see in the first half. Timu Pukki, we all know his quality. Got free. You won but at the moment, Andrea, you scored. Conor Hugurahani's, he'd added an extra dimension to Swansea's just Premiership quality playing in the Championship midfield. You know that second goal settled everything down, and the way Swansea are at the moment with that back three and Mark Uwe leading it, you never felt Norwich were coming back then. You know, and that, that is the confidence flowing through. They really look a rock-solid outfit. And and from being Norwich, the runaway leaders, to people chasing second, it, it looks a three-horse race
2: at the moment. Brentford coming into it as well. Norwich are actually the ones who look the most vulnerable. All of a sudden, Swansea aren't just in contention for the playoffs, are they? They're very much in this promotion race now, Fraser, as you say. What's been the turnaround, or, or what, what's kind of happened to cement that, do you think, over the last few weeks? There's no doubt performances have been outstanding now for a, about a month. I think they've
9: just got a well-oiled unit going right from goalkeeper through
2: to the forwards. And the form
9: of Jamal Lowe, obviously, in adding the extra dimension up front, has been critical. But you look, it's a solid out right the way through. Freddie Woodman in good form in goal. The back three, which is interchange at side, remember, you know, with Ben Cabango, who's been outstanding for a lot of scenes, actually, on the bench on Friday. But Mark Goey, who's on loan from, from Chelsea, has led it superbly. The full-backs, Roberts and Bidwell, and marauding down and making a real influence. And that midfield three, you know, you've still got players on the bench, of quality. We, we spoke at the start of the season maybe a bit concerned about the, the strength and depth of Swansea's squad. That now seems to have been banished. You've got Juan been great this season. Again, didn't get a minute on Friday night. Conor Hurahan's come in. Jay Fulton's into form. Matt Grimes is in form as well, you know. So uh, overall, they're just look a very well-oiled unit at the moment and, and we just hope we can continue.
2: Absolutely right. And I tell you what, Fraser, if you talk about big tests to come, uh, on Wednesday, it's the small matter of Manchester City at home, fifth round of the FA Cup, 5.30 under the lights at the Liberty Stadium. How are they going to approach this game now? Because they're, they're in contention, obviously, in the Championship, but this is going to be a, a huge night on, on Wednesday, isn't it? What, what's your thoughts I mean. ahead of it? there's so many branches to this one Ben you know Swansea 10 game and beats it they won't want
9: to roll over against Manchester City I mean obviously City are favourites they're coming here on the back of winning 14 League Cup games in a row we saw the way they took apart Liverpool on Sunday you know they, they well a machine and Pep Guardiola he takes every domestic cup seriously yes. you know he, he won't be coming to Swansea to do anything like he wants to win the FA Cup like he wants to win everything it, it's a conundrum for, for Steve Cooper though Ben it, it, if you are a week between games I think you'd almost see this as a shock to nothing, You know, you could put his strongest eleven out and um, and have a real go at Manchester City. And if worse comes to worse, then you go again. It, it's not like that now. You've got a big game against Sheffield Wednesday the following Saturday. The Wednesday after that, they're home to Forest. They then play the Saturday and the Wednesday after that. If they do do the unthinkable, of beat Man City. There's another FA Cup game to squeeze in. You know, it, it's a big conundrum. Like we said, Swansea are automatic promotion contenders now. There's don- no denying that. And you won't want to scupper it. But at the same time, you won't want momentum to be halted. So I would actually think you'll go fairly strong. Strong, um, on Wednesday night like he did against Nottingham Forest like he did against Stevenage he'll tinker with a few I think perhaps Dander will come in um Jordan Morris, who who made his debut late on, actually on Friday, much heralded loan signing that, the Strike for America. I wonder if he'll get a chance to get some minutes under his belt. But he won a performance,
2: Ben. He's been adamant about that in the FA Cup. He doesn't want anything to hold what's going on at the moment. What will have, have to happen on Wednesday for Swansea to pull off what would be one of the, the big FA Cup upsets ever, really, when you think about how Manchester City are playing? what What has to go right on Wednesday evening?
9: Well, if I was going to clutch at straws, I'll clutch at two of them. You know, there was that infamous quarterfinal under Graham Potter a couple of years ago when Swansea were actually 2-0 at half-time and it ended up losing 3-2. So they may take a heart from that because there were players who enrolled that day. But, you know, Manchester City will come to play football, won't they? You know, they will try and open mm-hmm. Swansea. They will give Swansea a chance to play. You know, so th- there will be openings there, there will be gaps. And Swansea got to show a lot of ambition, I think. You know, I don't think this is going to be the sort of game where they can play like in recent weeks in the Championship, where you get an early goal and you can shut them out for 90 minutes. You know, they've got to drive forward from midfield, depending on what the strike force is. They- they've got to look to run into space, and they have to really look to counter attack when they do a possession. The big problem for Swansea is as solid said defence is being, is keeping City out at the other end. Of course, you know, yeah. we saw Gabriel Jesus come off the bench late on on Sunday, probably an indicator he'll start. Wednesday, you know, a, a Brazil World Cup player. So that, 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 that's the depth of what, what Swansea are up against, and it's interesting. And um, I asked Matt Grimes uh, after the the Nottingham Forest game in, in the press conference did did he feel that City were a team they owed them one. After what happened in the last tie we just talked about, uh, and he looked at me and he didn't take the bait. And he said, "They're what the best club side in the world. You're not going to get me saying we owe them one in case we get tonked afterwards." And he and he did use the word tonked. But you know they want to have a real go. Um, but you know it's going to be an extremely difficult task. We all know that. But it, it's it should be a good occasion. You know, it's a five three mm. kick off. It's a bit strange. It'll get people watching. It's a it's a shot to nothing. But it should have a good audience. And I think because of Swansea's recent form
2: they'll be outsiders will be quite intrigued by this tie as well I'm looking forward to it 5.30 then on Wednesday Swansea City against Man City Uh, thank you Fraser he's back with us after 8 and we're actually going to hear an interview Fraser's done for us this week talking cricket stats in Pembrokeshire that's on the way in just a few moments time right here on Pure West Sport. Hi Tees and hey there Delilah on Pure West Radio, I'm Ben Stone. This is Pure West Sport. We're going to talk loads more about the Six Nations after eight and it was good to hear from Fraser there reflecting on a really good weekend for Swansea City and the excitement to come of the Man City game in the Cup of course. Uh, there were some domestic rugby matches played though over the weekend, on Friday evening in the Pro 14, it finished Dragons 20, Connaught 30, and in the Gallagher Premiership, Bristol 13, Sale 20. In the Premiership, on Saturday, Wasps 17, Northampton 22, Bath 15, Harlequins 28, Leicester 41, Johnny Thomas's Worcester 24, and London Irish 32, Gloucester 26. And there was one game in the Gallagher Premiership yesterday, Newcastle 9, Exeter 15. Well, let's hear some more now from Fraser Watson. And this week he's been talking Pembrokeshire cricket statistics with someone who's well qualified to discuss that particular topic. So one thing pretty relevant in the sporting
9: world at the moment is that of cricket statistics, of course, with Joe Root reaching 100 tests for England this weekend, having just passed 8,000 runs as well. And, and one man in Pembrokeshire who certainly knows about statistics is Paul Webb. He and wife Janice work tirelessly every year to produce... some um, the batting stats and the bowling stats and the leading wicket takers and run getters in the top two divisions in Pembrokeshire and recently they actually published quite a unique list they did the whole decade and we had Simon Holiday for example clear on the batting and Andrew Miller clear on the bowling. First Paul I've got to ask you so much work goes into what you and Janice do? why do you do it?
7: Uh, I've always done my own records through cricket uh, from the from the time I started playing uh, senior cricket uh, in the mid-70s, I kept all my scores, all my bowling and catching and all the games I've played in from then until
9: till now, really. We in the media are very grateful you do do it. It makes you a fascinating reading. It's always interesting looking at the responses when, when the articles are published and the stats go out, of course. I'm interested in your view on this, Paul. When we talk about the hallmark of greatness in cricket, can we read too much into stats? You know, we just mentioned Joe Root then. He's gone past 8,000 runs. is by the time he finishes his career. Statistically, he will go down as a great for England, you know, if, not, if he's not there already. But is that the hallmark of a great player or should it be more important when those runs and wickets were accumulated and at what times?
7: Yeah, in, I think in, in, in cricket, I think you can sort of look at it and say, if you've scored the most runs and taking the most wickets and things like that you can sort of judge how good a person uh, how good a cricketer or player that player is but uh, like you say there a, a lot of it is when you score the runs i mean you might have somebody in your team that plays for the 20 seasons or whatever that's middle order and gets you crucial runs or take crucial wickets at crucial times, but they don't take a massive runs, a massive wickets, or a massive runs. You know, it's so it's it's very hard to judge sometimes. But I think in cricket, it is a bit easier to look
9: at it and say, "Yep, he scored the most runs, so he's got to be the, the best player," I suppose. Well, one person who certainly falls into that category and was very familiar to the list you produced, of course, was Simon Holliday and a bit of cricketing using Pembroke this week that he was actually moving on to Daven from from Halford West. Now, Simon would divide opinion at times, we all know that, but there was, there was no doubting his quality. And I assume, like me, you're sorry to see him go because we want to see the better performance in Pembrokeshire, don't we? We want to
7: see all the best players playing in Pembrokeshire, yes. But I can understand why players do go to play, well, in South Wales League or in the South Wales Premier League. Uh, they want to play probably a longer format of the game and, and uh, test themselves um, against sort of so-called better players in South Wales so i can understand why but we want we we want that and that was another issue then you you did on your show the other night about overseas players i mean if there was uh, overseas players in pembrokeshire perhaps people would
9: stay a little bit more uh, in, in the county to play play the cricket, I don't know. That's an interesting debate that we've been having and I do agree with the point you just made there. But, you know, you did contact me last week and I credit for you for, for, for what you put to me because you're absolutely correct and, and this is a notion that gets lost every year and you as a former chairman of the county will know that more than anyone, that we, pu- we push for these rules, we call for these rules. I'm as bad as anyone, I'll publicly call for them too. You know, But how does the process work? whereby they get passed explain that for maybe people outside of temperature cricket who who aren't quite sure of the process well i think generally what i
7: have found being on the county executive i've got to be honest is that people do look at the county executive and and blame us for, for certain things that don't happen but really the deep down truth is really is that it's up to members and clubs in the county to put their motion the proposals forward come to the agm with a good proposal and get generate some support and get those uh, rules and and um, uh, proposals through to whatever whatever you want i know that you, i not going on to something else last together we we've tried to have uh, end of season meetings and say well what do you want and then the big win-lose thing which was a great shame last season that uh, league cricket wasn't played finally got a a chance to show what it would be like to play win-lose cricket in Pembrokeshire so it's really
9: down to the members the players and the clubs yeah that's an important fact often gets lost that the clubs and players do need to take on board I completely agree and and speaking of developing cricket in Pembrokeshire I saw you comment on something the other day of this England-India series has returned to Channel 4 and in other words terrestrial television can that help paul i wonder if more youngsters are exposed to the game whether it be in pemp's or anyone else to get them involved and to get them excited i mean we might be asking a bit too much of the impact of the ashes summer of 2005 but can it have a positive impact can it get youngsters signed up i
7: think it does if people uh, i can only recall as a youngster when i used to watch cricket on the television because it was it was on the television it was any t- uh, test match, and one day um, Benson and Edges, Gillette cut, and you watch those, and you watch those players, and that that's where you got your inspiration from. From to to play cricket or any sport is uh, from from the media, and the more that young people watch that or see that uh, can inspire them to, to, to play cricket or any
9: sport, really. Well, we hope to see plenty of youngsters in Pempshire cricket this summer, of course. And like you said, the win-lose concept is coming in and we're all excited to see what positive impact that may have as well but um obviously there, there's no escaping the obvious conversation at the moment Paul the COVID-19 pandemic we hope to get going on time in the last week of April we're still not clear on that yet it will obviously depend on government restrictions but as a county executive how um planning going is it business as usual as far as you're concerned yes we've been having
7: zoom meetings uh, normally uh, you know uh, our monthly meeting. John Harris has done up all the fixtures, uh, league fixtures, uh, for the coming season. And really, you've got to be really positive in the the fact that we are going to have a full season. If it doesn't happen, possibly uh, it could be uh, sort of curtailed a little bit when we know exactly what's happening. I'm confident that there will be cricket played in Pembrokeshire
9: again this season. Uh, will be a league a full league programme well that's great to hear Paul and I think we, uh, everyone will join me in saying we hope that you and Janice are able to compile your stats as normal from the last week of April um, with no but if we do have to adapt we'll all accept that and I'm sure we will as well well it's been a pleasure to have you on Paul and we uh, look forward to having you back on at a later date as well so thank you for coming on and, and we'll take everything you say on board
2: thank you very much Jason. And that's Pure West Sports' Fraser Watson talking to Paul Webb about the great job he's doing alongside his wife Janice in compiling Pembrokeshire Cricket League stats. You can actually read a bit more about their work in a, an interview they did for PembrokeshireSport.co.uk as well. And if you would like to feature on the show, maybe an interview with Fraser, Bill or Gordon, do get in touch. You can email us. It's sport at purewestradio.com. Now, after eight o'clock this evening, we're going to be talking Talking about England's bid to win the first test match in Chennai against India. The hosts need 381 more runs on the final day tomorrow to win the match, having ended on 39 for 1. England were accused of being tentative as they went about their business earlier on in the day. They were eventually bowled out for 178, meaning that India would need a record breaking 420 to win the game. We'll talk more about this a bit later it's Joe Root's 100th test match as well for England and I know Bill Khan is a big fan so more on that to come a little bit later on during the show still to come before eight o'clock we're going to be joined by Bill Khan actually to have a look at some of the latest sporting stories that are around in the world of Pembrokeshire sport and we are going back through the archives as well to hear from a footballing legend who hails from solver that's all to come on Pure West Sport
0: facebook at fast track driving score or call on 0333 772 0801 see you on the road
8: folly farm just keeps on growing a new play area here a new animal there so what's new for this year you can see two toed sloths tuppy and Lightcap in the newly refurbished exhibit tropical trails little ones with energy to burn then check out wallaby ranch play area Worked up an appetite? Then a visit to the brand new sit-down, table-service-themed restaurant The Hungry Farmer is a must. Zoo, farm, fairground, play. Pick your own adventure at Folly Farm. This is Pure West Radio. For Hemrickshire, from Hemrickshire.
11: When I heard that sound When the walls came down I was thinking about you About you where my skin grows old oh, Where my breath runs cold I'll be thinking about you About you Seconds from my heart i put it from the door Helpless I surrender Shackled by your love Holding me like this Poison on your lips Only when it's over silence hit so hard Cause it was almost love It was almost love It was almost love It was almost
4: love When I
11: Love, it was almost we bleed ourselves in vain how tragic is this game turn around i'm holding on to someone but the love is gone carrying the load with wings i feel like stone knowing that we need fair. so far now it's hard to tell yeah, we came so close, it was almost long, it was almost long, it was almost long, when I- try. Oh, no.
2: Love, it was
11: almost love. It was almost love.
2: It was almost Rag and bone man and skin on Pure West Radio for a Monday evening. I'm Ben Stone. This is Pure West Sport with G&G Builders. Find out more at PembrokeshireBuilders.co.uk. And we've got loads coming up. We're live on the Facebook page between eight and nine. And I've got Bill Khan with me right now. Evening, Bill. How are you? Hi Ben,
6: I'm okay, thank you. Yeah, I'm all right. Yes, I got a sore arm after
2: the jab, but I'm delighted (laughs) to have had that, so I'll settle for that. Oh, that's good news, Bill. Yeah, we're really pleased to hear you've had that and that's important. And actually, let's just talk about the fact that we might be edging closer uh, to getting some football back at the the Bridge Meadow, because it seems that Haverford West County are heading in that direction where football could return in the next few weeks, Bill. Well, we live in hope. And I, I was having,
6: well, when I was coming out from having the, the, uh, va- the vaccination, who should I uh, bump into but the club's medical officer, Dr. Richard Thompson, who is in the surgery doing the vaccines? And he said to me, uh, We're training today, this afternoon, but make sure you don't go out down there now. But I wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't risk that. I used to go when they were training before. So um, I, t- I texted Wayne Jones last night about Thomas 9 and said, how did things go? And he said, great, the boys were so excited at being back able to train. It was like Christmas because they kept socially distanced.
2: But at least they're back. So we got to hope now that's
6: the first part of a very long haul, I think, Ben.
2: Yeah, indeed. And it will be great to see football back on the Bridge Meadow. Of course, but it will also potentially present some logistical issues because it could be multiple games per week. That will become clear when we see what the fixtures look like so that there'll be quite a lot of work behind the scenes when football does resume for teams like Haverford-West County.
6: Yeah, and I think Haverford-West County are very lucky indeed that they've got the backroom staff who will complete that with sort of equanimity. Julia Grice has taken over from Barry Bourne as secretary. Big pair of shoes to fill and she's filling them nicely. And everyone, like Richard Thompson as a medical officer through, all the people who are involved in roles there, are doing a, a good job. So they. it? West will be as well-placed as anyone with their organisation. Wayne Jones is a marvel as a as manager. Mm,
2: indeed. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll follow that closely. And I really enjoyed talking to Wayne, actually, yeah. when we did our Christmas special show and he yeah. joined us live. And we'll have to catch up with him again on Pure West Sport. We're going to be talking Pembrokeshire football after 8 o'clock this evening. We, we had the news that Haken United have actually now become the owners of of their ground, the observatory ground, or, or the OBS as it's known in Haken. They purchased yeah. it from Pembrokeshire County Council. How significant a moment is that, Bill, for, for Haken United? I think it's hard for us to
6: appreciate unless you've been in a club who are on a ground at least, because all the marvellous work they've done there, like the fencing around it, the security fencing, uh, the clubhouse, the changing rooms, they're all theirs, but they're on ground that's not theirs. Yeah. So, you know, now they've got the rights to the land. It means so much, I think, to the community, the Hating community, who support the Vikings, as they're called. And I think it's a marvellous job. Uh, we've got Chris Tanzi on uh, the show, and uh, he was one of the negotiators, arguably the most successful manager in Pembrokeshire football. Although you say I'm wrong, he's not arguably. He was. <laughs> but he's a, he's a great guy. He's uh, in charge of Manduwood, who sponsored the Pembrokeshire Football League and the Hating uh, United, and my website, uk. So they've got a, a hand in a lot of sport and they're brilliant. So that'll be interesting. But for Hagen, I can understand the joy. You, we, you remember in the summer when they raised uh, a lot of money on uh, going right around the world, almost, on a reality thing, and the the stuff they came up with there was
2: absolutely amazing
6: mm.
2: and it's a real part of the community it really is yeah indeed and we'll talk to Chris Tansey about that after eight and I'm sure get some good yeah. memories from him as well about his time in Pembrokeshire football uh, just yeah. stay with us Bill because as we head towards eight o'clock we are going to go through the archives in just a few moments time uh, and we're going yes. to pick out someone who was honoured at the Sport Pembrokeshire Awards 10 years ago find out who we're talking about next on Pure West Sport
5: Layer. Give me some brew and I might just chill But I'm the type that like the light another joint like Cypress Hill I still do these spit loogies when I puff on it I got some bucks on it, but it ain't enough on it Go get the S-T-I-D-E-S Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh rolling joints like a cigarette So pass it across the table like ping pong I'm gone, beating my chest like King Kong And song wrap my lips around the phone And when it comes to getting another soggy, Fools all kicking like Shinobi no Unless you pull out the fat crispy, $5 bill on the real before it's history. Cause who's be having them vacuum lungs, and if you let them eat them for free, you hella dumb,
4: da-dum-dum.
5: Dumb. I come to school with a tailor on my earlobe, Avoid all the flick teasers, skeezers, and weirdos. got be doing off the land like where the bomb at. Give me two bucks, you take a puff and pass my bomb back. Suck up the dank like a slurpee, the serious bomb will make a nigga go. This homie snagged me to take the night out of the bag. I dag, got yeah. five on it.
4: Got it through. I don't fall. Let's get keys. I got five on it. Messing with that in no way. I got five on it. It's got me stuck and I go back. I got five on it. Try to let's go half on the side. I take sacks
5: to the banks whenever I can. Don't, don't need no crutch. No I'm so key. A joint be burning my hand next time. I roll it in a hamper uh, to burn slow so the ashes won't be burning in my hand, bruh. Hoogees get hit, but they know they got a pinch and bent. I roll a joint that's longer than your extension. Cause I'll be damned if you get high off me for free. Hell no, you better bring your old slip sheet What's up, don't babysit that Better pass the joint Stop hitting cause you know you got asthma Crack the 40 open, homie And guzzle it Cause I know the weed in my system is getting lonely I gotta take a whiz test to my PO I know I feel cause I done smoked major weed, bro And every time we with Chris That fool rollin' up a fatty but the Tango Ray straight past me Made my yesterday night thing Got me hung off the night train You fade, I fake. So let's head to the east Hit the stroller to 9-0 So we can roll big hot sheets I wish I could fade the 8 but I'm no budget, still rolling the two dough, cut the same old bucket, foggy window, soggy endo. I'm in the land getting smoked with my kid up smoke. Yuck, I spray a layer down, up in the OAK, the town. Homies don't play around, we down there, blaze a pound. Then ease up, speed up, through the ESO, drink the BSO, pee up with the lemon, squeeze up, and everybody's scroll up I'm the roller, that's quick to fold the blunt out of a bunch of sticky doja. Yeah. Hold up, uh, suck up my weed, it's all you need, kickin' feet, cause we're IVs, we need to like the
4: pool
2: It's Pure West Radio, I'm Ben Stone and this is Pure West Sport and we are taking our weekly look back through the archives now and I've got Bill Kahn with me because Bill, as you we said, we're going back to 2011 when Ian Walsh picked up the Lifetime Achievement Award. What do you remember about that night? I imagine it's one you remember quite well.
6: Yeah, I remember every one of them as if they were yesterday, Ben is- The the highlights of my sporting career in Pembershaw include all those events because they were amazing. You saw them early on. You saw the effect it had on people, the joy that was given and received. And uh, Ian was totally taken aback. I mean, he he was brought up in Solva and St. David's area. And uh, he played football. He was one of a a family of very, very keen sportsmen. Kevin is... uh, I think cousin. I don't think it's his brother. Was a real in-your-face little scrum half at Rugby. Great character. And uh, if you look at um, Ian, he was totally dumbfounded. You only know, think he played so many times for Wales, scored quite a few goals, mm. including very important ones. And you know what he did was amazing. Since then, he's become quite a well-known uh, commentator on sport, on football, and uh, is a smashing guy. But he's totally flummoxed. He was totally lost for words, as if to say, how the heck did I get this? Yeah, and he got yeah. it. Because he, he's, he's one of those footballers in Pemishers. Sometimes we forget about him when there's the people like Joe Allen and, and Mark Delaney and, and Simon digger Davis. And now Liam Cullen, we forget about him. And he was a,
2: a prototype for that, really, you know. Indeed. He went to Uskull He sent uh, played for yeah. Solver. Uh, his professional career saw him play for Crystal Palace, Swansea, Barnsley, grimsby and cardiff and he's a very good broadcaster as well bill isn't he nowadays
6: because he believes he, he reminds me of some of the commentators today um jason mohammed who developed in bbc wales who i've met a few times at dinners who are so natural because they're not trying to be someone else they're themselves mm. and i salute that and i think it's lovely and uh, You know, Ian is a lovely fella. We interviewed him and he was totally dumbfounded.
2: He really was. Well, let's have a listen. We're going to go back through the archives right now then and and rewind to 2011 and the Sport Pembrokeshire Awards.
12: Yeah, well, I'm delighted, Ben. We've got a very special guest now who's come along tonight to grace the evening because he's done so much in sport, not only in Pembrokeshire when he's a boy, but international level and he's still well-known now. And that's Ian Walsh, who's solver, plays for St. David's. Ian, first time you've been here? You sense the atmosphere already?
13: Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, I was a bit surprised, really, to, to find out how actually big it was. Mm. And when I was asked to come down uh, to be a guest, you know, I didn't have to think twice, really. I was delighted. I love coming home. The older I get, yeah. but I come home a lot more. Uh, I've got a place down in Solver now, so uh, I'm home every other weekend through the summer. So I really enjoy coming home and it's it's just a privilege to be here.
2: You'll see tonight, but you'll know already what a sporting county Pembrokeshire is.
13: Oh, well, it's fantastic. Uh, Where where I'm a little bit disappointed, actually, is that there are a lot more footballers that come out of, uh, you know, there's not that many international players that come out of Pembrokeshire. I think there's myself, uh, 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 of course, Simon Davis, my nephew. Uh, Joe Allen and uh, Mark Delaney, I think, are the only four internationals. So, really, even though we're a great sporting county, it's a shame that we don't have a few more footballers coming up. But the talent is here, there's no doubt, and we'll see that tonight. Joe Allen, you you mentioned him
2: there, and what a start to the season he's had. He's really uh, stepped up, hasn't he, in the Premier League?
13: Well, I've seen Joe grow from a little boy to a young man and now to a... Uh, a big man in a, in a footballing sense. He's improved no end. I've been his biggest critic at times in terms of he can improve. I think he can still get better. Uh, he's developing game by game and, uh, he, you know, hopefully he's got a fantastic future ahead of him.
12: For the youngsters like Benny, and I mean, I remember you playing well and scoring goals. I was a few uh, years ago. I got, well, I'm old, yeah. They keep telling you I'm old. But um, how many times did you play for Wales?
13: Yeah, I, had, uh, I was fortunate to, to play 18 times for my country. I got seven goals, uh some great memories scoring against England you know scoring some wonderful goals playing with some wonderful players and representing your country it just doesn't get better than that and I'm, I'm part of a very big family and uh, you know my wife's side and my side so made them all very proud and, and to come from a small place like St David's and then play for Wales, it's, it's fantastic and uh, you know I've got some very fond memories.
12: You're also a very busy boy now, your career's finished, you're heavily involved still in football?
13: Yeah I am, I've, I've been very fortunate, when I finished playing I went uh, straight into the media and I, as I said I've got a face for radio and I talk <laughs> a very good game so, uh, and it's kept me going for a number of years and I've seen teams come and go, young players come and go and uh, to be involved with football at, at, at a fantastic time now mm. with Cardiff City, Swansea City, and Wales, it's a wonderful time to be part of it. Ian, enjoy your evening. It's
2: our weekly look back through the archives on Pure West Sports to when Ian Walsh was the winner of a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Sport Pembrokeshire Awards. That was back in 2011. The legend, he played for Solver before moving to London, played for a number of sides, as we said, with Bill Kahn, the likes of Crystal Palace, Swansea, Barnsley, Grimsby and Cardiff City and now a really, really good pundit as well with his work for BBC Wales. We go through the archives on a Monday evening and also on a Saturday around 8.15. So listen out, we might be featuring someone a bit different next week on the show. Now coming up after the news at 8 o'clock... We are live on the Pure West Radio Facebook page. Gordon Thomas, Bill Kahn and Fraser Watson will join me and you can get involved as well. Hashtag Pure West Sport. We've got the former Haken United manager Chris Tansey joining us. He's been heavily involved with helping the club buy their ground from Pembrokeshire County Council, the observatory as it's known. Uh, He'll be with us. He's one of the most successful Pembrokeshire Football League managers of all time. I think it'll be interesting to talk to him as well about what he thinks the future is going to look like hopefully football will be back in Pembrokeshire sooner rather than later obviously this season has fallen victim to the coronavirus so Chris will be joining us we've also got a resident golf expert here at Pure West Radio that's Kim Thomas and KT will be our special guest before 9 when he's actually got his own show as well the Soul Train coming up from 9 o'clock but we'll be talking golf and he'll have one or two tips for us as well before 9 o'clock when he joins us live and some reflection on the opening weekend of the six nations I don't know if you saw Sam Warburton the former Wales captain actually saying it's time for promotion and relegation I think it really with Italy not doing very well against France is that something that should be on the agenda and what do our panel make of the opening weekend of matches we will find out after eight o'clock we're live on the pure west radio Facebook page you can get involved leave us a message use the hashtag pure west sport that's all to come in the next hour on Pure West Radio, after the latest news at 8 o'clock.
8: From Battery to Merlin's Bridge. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio.
0: I'm Charlie James and here's the latest for Pembrokeshire. 25 new cases of coronavirus have been recorded in the three counties of Pembrokeshire, Carmarthenshire and Diggian, according to Public Health Wales figures released yesterday. The figure